All right, hey, here we are, another episode of the Go With John Show. We're at the Long and Foster Studios in McLean, Virginia, and today we have Michael Schnitzer with us, president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes. Welcome, Michael. Morning, John. So this is your third uh, time sitting down with us, and we appreciate you coming back. And today we are going to talk about the craziness that's going on in the home building industry with pricing in general, and in in particular, uh, lumber pricing. So tell us a little bit uh, about what's going on here uh, at a high level. Yeah, so uh, good segue. The, um, so every cost category, whether it's lumber, concrete, drywall, trim, windows, you name it, everything is going up. But by far, lumber roof trusses, sheathing, floor and wall sheathing, panels, mm -hmm. uh, they are going up at a ridiculous, or have gone up, a ridiculous amount, right? Right. Well over 300%. And if you, if you look at what, how much of the price is based on, I'm going to just call it framing components. Yeah. Right. The price is, of a house. Yeah. 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 It is uh, huge, you know, right. and since... Uh, 1998, we have always uh, 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 honored our pricing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes prices may go up a little bit, whatever. We would just eat it, uh, or we would negotiate with our trades to maintain old price. But today is just a, today's environment is just completely, I almost want to say it's a, and maybe I'm right, like an act of God. I mean, right. this pandemic has just shifted everything and and it's a, it's a once in a generational event or multi-generational right. multi-generational right, right exactly you and, have to and go you, back to world war one right exactly <laughs> and 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 so you said since 1988 we've always honored our pricing 98 we, 98 yeah so we certainly do honor our our pricing and and i think for uh, for, for all of our buyers who have ever bought a home from us, who have signed a contract and gone through the process in a right. prototypical timeline, right. uh, the, the price has always been locked in. And even, even going back, we, you know, uh, in our contract, if you don't uh, pour your footers within so many months, we have the right to raise pricing, but we've never done it. Right. Right. And we have exactly. a no pressure sales policy. Exactly. So, 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 so some we, of our customers... Um, are outside that window of time. Right. And um, it's put us in a terrible position. And it's, uh, you know, so for, for me, I feel terrible, and it's a very uncomfortable position. As uh, for me. Yeah. As for you. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to say that our level of uh, uh, discomfort is anywhere near when we have to call a customer and say, we have to raise your prices. Right. So, um, you know, so, you know, we certainly have compassion, but, um, you know, uh, for us to maintain as a viable business, we, you know, we, we have to raise our prices with, with some of our customers. Right. You know, it's just, not, not many. There's a, there's a there's few. some customers yeah. that, that we need to raise, um, we we need to raise the price, right? So, and I think and I think what's happened here, and then we'll we'll, we'll move on mm -hmm. to, to to what we're doing about it and how we're going to communicate going forward. But what's happened here is our no pressure sales policy has collided with a catastrophic 
global event. And, right. uh, you know, for forever in time, since the history of our company and since you and I teamed up, 100% of the buyers who went into a uh, contingent contract with us were able to secure the pricing at that yeah, time. Even for many years. For many I mean, years. We've had cus- it, but I'm saying exactly. we've had customers who have stayed in contingency and yes. we haven't built a house for two years after they signed the contract. And we stood behind the price. we stood behind the price. It's yep. just a, it's a terrible, uh, unfortunate, uh, uh, this pandemic has really changed everything in two ways, right? Yeah. So one is you have this supply chain disruption, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, you have uh, people who are saying, I need to change how I live in my house. Right based on, you know, part-time working from home or yep. full-time working from home. And so we've had, if you look at the supply and demand, we've got this demand curve that is, I mean, it's almost like exponential in its, in its upward trajectory. Right. And then you've got the supply chain that has bent down in the other direction. Um, and I think that uh, if you look at the, 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 the supply side, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the um, it's not a matter of resources, right? right. Um, and, and you know everybody who is an environmentalist may want to kind of plug their ears, but there is enough resources to build houses right. out of lumber. Plenty of trees. Plenty of trees. Yep. The issue is with COVID, you know, there were certain restrictions, right? So if you just take, mm-hmm. just use a, a number, a thousand people working in a factory, right. just making this up, yeah, right? Maybe during the height of the pandemic, there was only 200 people just right. with spacing and whatever, right? Yep. Um, and as the country continues to get vaccinated vis-a-vis reaching herd immunity, mm-hmm. you know, many ways, um, one would anticipate that the throughput manufacturing will increase. Certainly some, from what I've heard, some of the uh, lumber mills, so I'm not talking about OSB and sheathing, right. but some of the lumber mills have shut down because they have to go what's, what's, uh, uh, through a term called deep cleaning, mm-hmm. where they literally have to deep clean the mill. Mm-hmm. And some of these mills have held off deep cleaning because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So once the restrictions are relaxed, I'm sure they're going to deep clean, Mm -hmm. but there's still only a certain throughput regardless, right? So uh, the demand is just crazy. Right. And one would anticipate the supply will increase. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if the supply will increase to i don't say usurp but overcome the demand it's just a crazy crazy it it seems like this is going to go on for a while it doesn't feel like this is going to be over in a year it feels like this is kind of the new normal for the foreseeable future and when i say you know the next two or three years i mean it's hard to look three years out but it really doesn't feel like anything's going to change in 2022 well, based on statistics and what, if you just look at uh, large builders are projecting with starts, mm-hmm. uh, certainly this uh, appears to be, um, uh, you know, at least a year out. I mean, it's right. just hard to, to know, right? We're, we're yeah. just making a hypothesis. Exactly. But, you know, at, at Stanley Martin, so Stanley Martin's ranked 21st 
among all builders in the United mm -hmm. States. So mm -hmm. we, so they do a very large uh, uh, volume mm -hmm. of, of houses. And right. we have a team of people uh, on the corporate side that manage our supply chain and manage our commodities. So right. Stanley Martin's 100% focused on getting the materials to the job sites, mm -hmm. and they're focused on managing our cost structure to the best they can. Right. Right. So, um, it, you know, so certainly I think our customers can be comforted that they're, we're still leveraging our large S. Right. But um, with supply and demand, the, uh, the uh, we don't have the front seat of the bus right now, whereas right. the suppliers do. Right. right. So, you know, the other thing is the, the good news about our organization is we're not having any difficulties getting materials. I'm hearing... There are a lot of builders out there that are Well, having we're having to manage it in exactly. longer lead times. Exactly. So I don't want to say that we're not having difficulties, but we're managing through the difficulties because of our large S. Right, exactly. But yeah. we're not in the same situation that some of these other smaller builders are in where they just can't get lumber, right? Some of these right. smaller builders are going to their suppliers saying, I need a lumber package, and they say it's going to be... X. Sometime Who in knows the future, when. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and the lumber uh, suppliers are on what's called allocation. Yes. Right. So yeah. there no what what the lumber market says is there's no free, not free meaning no cost. There's right. no free lumber in Extra the market. Extra lumber. Yeah. It's all allocated yeah. way out in the future. Yeah. For builders. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's really driving the price. Yeah. So so just to kind of recap that a little bit. So so we we have a very unfortunate situation which we feel terribly about that some of our buyers are caught in this kind of a squeeze play between our no pressure sales policy and prices going up. And we're getting ahead of it for all of our buyers that are already in process that right. may get hit by this dart. We're, we're giving them advance notice. Hey, here's what the contract says. We want to make you aware that this may happen to you. You may want to as quickly as possible, go through the buying process. We don't want to put any pressure on you. However, we want to make you aware of this. So, right. so those are the two things we've, we're, we're doing so far. And then thirdly, I think we've come up with a way to manage the situation for um, our, our current customers that are coming into the transaction now where we're indexing right. a piece of the um, transaction. Right, um, right. So, so, so by, so by yeah. the way, for the folks listening on audio, we are uh, also have this uh, on our website, this recording, along with some slides. We're going we're gonna to roll the slides of the, um, of the lumber prices so you can see the chart. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, right. And, and, and you can see looking at the chart going back, last year we had a spike and a dip and a spike and a dip, and now it's just going straight up. There's no uh, apparent uh, relief coming in pricing. Right. So, um, right. So my thought was by far, even though everything is going up, yes. the framing components have the greatest impact based on the volatility and the amount of money that we have to spend, right? On lumber, right. On yeah. lumber. So what we've decided to do is index a portion of the price mm -hmm. to what's called the random lengths commodity market. Right. And um, so we take a time point mm -hmm. and we do an averaged index, mm -hmm. right? It's a mm -hmm. random lengths index. 
And then when a customer starts construction, we do another averaged index. Right. We look at the difference in those indices, mm-hmm. and it's a percent difference, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, a percent change times this, we call it a lumber factor, right? Right. So I'm just going to pick a number, right? Yep. Say the lumber factor is 50,000, right? Yes. And let's say the, uh, the index increases by 20%. Right. Then our customers would, we're basically passing on our costs, would pay the additional 20% times that lumber factor. Right, of the 50,000. Of the 50,000. Right, so their price would go up $10,000. $10,000. Yes. Now we have a threshold, uh, right? So just because the increase goes up a little bit doesn't mean we're gonna charge, but right. there's a, uh, or give a credit, but as the number goes up or down, once it passes a threshold, mm-hmm. then we either decrease their price, right? or we increase their price. And the goal is not to take advantage of this. We just want to make whole, and we don't want to make money on a crazy commodity market. So if the commodity market does go down, we want to credit back a portion of the price based on this lumber factor. Right. So very same simple. Thing. So if the if the if the lumber factor goes if the if the random length average goes down by twenty percent, our buyers would get a ten thousand dollar credit. Right. Yeah. So this way, it's fair to everybody. It's fair to everybody. And the good news is, so the industry uses random lengths. Yes. Um, I've done probably more research on this than I've really wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, but if, if our customers Google like market watch random mm-hmm. lens, yeah. they can see the, a random lens value. Now, I don't know how they come up with their specific random lens value. Right. And I'll explain that in a second. So you can see daily what the random lens market is doing based on how they measure random lens. Yeah. Right. And you can see the trend, which is probably the most important. Yes. Right. Our random lengths index, which we get from our supplier, when I say we are commodities mm-hmm. team, mm-hmm. is based on a very finite uh, list of materials, right? Mm-hmm. It's not cedar and spruce and mm-hmm. hemfur, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and different mm-hmm. sizes. There's a finite size and species of materials that we've negotiated with our supplier, and we pin our random lens index based on that, a right. specific amount, yes. right? And uh, whereas I don't know what market watch is using, I haven't had the time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they generally flow, and they're within a band usually right. of about the same value. It's just not going to be exact, right? And right? We're, we get updates every week. We get so so our supplier sends us a weekly update, mm-hmm. um, and so we felt like this was the most transparent way mm-hmm. that our customers can look at and get an idea of what the random lens market is doing mm-hmm. by the minute, right? right? Um, right. If they want to know what the specific random lens average is that we're using for that particular week, mm-hmm. we have the charts that we get from, or we have the indices that we get, and we and we map it out sure. each week. And we provide that to our And customers. we provide it to our customers. So this, yeah. to me, seems to be the most, or the fairest way on both sides to manage this crisis to, to manage the crisis yeah right. so let, let's take a quick break and uh, when we come back we will uh, dive more into this we'll be right back with Michael Schnitzer president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes 
All right, we are back with Michael Schnitzer, president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes. And Michael, let's get into uh, the data because uh, you are a detailer uh, to the 10th degree for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And we've got the charts that folks can uh, see on our website and our, and our YouTube channel up on the uh, screen. Uh, which chart do you want to start with, uh, Mike? So I would start with, um, we can look at, uh, the path of uh, lumber and panels okay. in 2020. Okay, That's let's, let's talk path. about that and let's take a look at that. So we've got that up on the screen. So tell sure. us what we're looking at. So uh, this is obviously a, sh a snapshot of 2020 starting yep. at week one. Yes. Going to week 52. Right. Um, so obviously we're plotting the index values, the average index per week. And so the chart tells a pictorial story of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and our customers can see that um, that the random lens index was pretty stable through, um, I would say, the first third of the year, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, then it had a little blip up. Right. Then it went down. Right. And then it started another upward trend uh, in the latter part of the summer, and it almost looked like it was beginning to plateau yeah. by the end of the year. So what does it tell us? It just It's just a picture a telling a story of where the pricing is relatively consistent yeah. in the beginning of the pandemic. Then it blipped up. Yes. Then it went back down right. uh, to, I'm going to just call it normal levels. Mm -hmm. Then it started its slow march. I say mm -hmm. slow. Weekly march up. Right. Yes. And then it looked like at the end of the year, it was beginning to plateau. Right. So that was the 2020 chart. Yeah. So really, no, no reason for alarm. Right. We have some. Well, ups and downs. I mean, it was, I mean, right. I mean, yeah. we, we, we knew the pandemic was pushing everything. Right. It was just creating supply chain havoc. Right. Um, you know, how much of that last year was based on demand? I don't, you know, certainly mm -hmm. home sales were were strong, but th they weren't in this, I mean, I almost call it a wacky environment with, yeah. with home sales and home construction now. Right, correct. So, yeah. so that's that's what's, what's uh, going on there. Then we have another chart kind of telling a different story. Mm -hmm. And this is a chart that uh, shows the year-over-year -year change in the index. Okay. And what I thought was important was um, customers can see going back to 2013, mm -hmm. the year over year change. And you can see by looking at these lines and there are various colors, you know, depict the various And they're years. all very close together. And the band is pretty close together, For, right? Yeah. And then uh, in uh, 2020, all of a sudden, you see what almost looks like a sine wave. It yeah. really spiked up year over year. Then yeah. it went precipitously down. Right. Then it started to go up. And then if you go back to week one, mm -hmm. so this would be of 2021. So now it's measuring week one of 2021 right. against week one of 2020. And it's plotting the change in the indices. Yes. And you can see what lumber and panels are doing year over year. And I just thought it's a it's a great story to tell. Mm -hmm. um, and it just shows how, uh, I'll use the word, not random, yeah. but, but 
I don't want to use the word volatile. I'll, I'll just use the word wacky. It's crazy because it's almost like you've just got this random data that's up in the middle of the chart that's not at all correlated with all the other data over a seven year period. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Just, yeah. It's just yeah. it's just a it's a weird time. And, and, you know, a lot of our customers say, well, I don't know. And, and I'm like, I don't know either. Yeah. Right. I can only tell you we're in a huge housing surge, mm -hmm. sales, mm -hmm. construction. I can tell you that many builders have sales moratoriums yes. to slow down the surge. Right. Um, so there's all kinds of stories that people can, can just go online and read about mm -hmm. sales prices and contracts, right. home values and things of that nature. So yeah. those charts are really just to help tell the story of where we are. Right. right. So those charts are not what we're using to uh, come up with the... Um, well, those charts are the data. The data. Okay. But the data set is really, when you want to look at the raw numbers, you've got to look at the random lengths index got we it. get every week from our supplier. Got it. Got it. Makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. So, Michael, so using the data, can you explain the mechanics of how we are going to use the data to uh, help control our numbers and protect our buyers? Sure. So uh, we have a, uh, a, a, a supply chain, an indexed um, exhibit mm -hmm. to our contracts. Yes. Um, and so customers can reference that. So I'm going to talk about a couple things, right? Mm -hmm. So on this exhibit, and if, if they look at the last page, it shows what's called random lengths. The, uh, the first set of criteria are the actual framing components we're using mm -hmm. to index our lumber costs. Okay. Right? So if the customers look at that, um, uh, table, they'll see the first, the top table, it says uh, frame lumber composite, mm -hmm. LCBM. LCBM stands for lumber composite broad market. Okay. And the first line item says green Douglas fir, Portland rate, number two and better, two by 10 random. Mm -hmm. And it gives a particular tag off to the side. Right. It says LAA0. Right. Right. right, right. So, you can look through and see what are we actually, what is this criteria that corporate is using with our supplier mm -hmm. to index, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then the same thing, if uh, the customers look or people want to look at this chart again, they can see the structural panel composite. Um, and for the first line, will say oriented strand board, Eastern Canada, and that has a particular tag number. Right. So those are the actual costs that we're using to create our index. Gotcha. So that's step one. Yes. Okay. Yep. Then step two is we get every week the average index mm -hmm. based on those tags, based on that specific yes. material. And so if the customers look at uh, what we're calling in the exhibit, the chart, which is what our supplier sends us, it's called the random lengths market indicator tracking. Mm -hmm. And this is for 2021. It's the year mm -hmm. we're in, right? Mm -hmm. And I've highlighted two columns. One says, the first column, yellow column in mm -hmm. the, on the left, mm -hmm. says average LCBM, lumber mm -hmm. composite broad market. And it says underneath that, it says CMP, which stands for composite. Yep. And they'll see uh, another yellow column to the right. 
and that's the average panel composite column. Mm -hmm. So if the customers look at week one, for instance, it says 874 for lumber composite, and mm -hmm. it says 794 uh, for panels, mm -hmm. right? And you can mm -hmm. step week after week after week after week. Mm -hmm. So the criteria or the starting index that we've used for our current customers are weeks 11 through 14, and that coincides with our, our current pricing right. is using that data set. And right. we never use a particular day mm -hmm. or a particular week. We use a prior four-week average. Yes. So that gets rid of any spikes and creates some normalization. Yes. So if our customers look at that chart again, they'll see I highlighted uh, four rows. Yes. Uh, weeks 11 through 14 in mm -hmm. and, and green and highlighted their values. And they'll see the average of those four weeks with a blended average, right? Yes. And it's 959. So that would be Starting in the contract. Point, that would be in the contract so for that's the current their data set. So Correct. that's their number. So that's, that's their, their starting point index. Right. And that uh, number would be tied to, we, we've used $50,000 as, as a just hypothetical. a hypothetical example. Yeah. Um, yes. And in, 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 in this exhibit, we have 35 at 35,000 is a hypothetical. Sure, right? it's, sure. You know, part of it is how small is your house, how big is your house. Right. So blah, blah, in blah, your blah. contract, you will have a lumber index. You will amount. have a lumber factor. A factor. Which yeah. is for lumber and wall panels yeah. and sheathing and roof trusses. Yes. It's a lumber factor. Right, so every house has its own lumber factor and it will be in the contract. Right. And then that index number is what we're using as the and benchmark. And it'll be, that value will already be there. And that'll be in the contract right. as well. Yeah. If, the, if our customers continue to look at the chart, they'll see, oh, well, week 15 and week 16 have populated values for the index. Right. Right. At the time when I printed this chart, we only had values up to week 16, right? right? So as we march forward every week, we get updated yes. information and just keeps populating. Yeah. So the um, if, if our customers look at the hypothetical example, mm -hmm. and that's going to be on the first page of their um, exhibit, it says, first it'll say hypothetical example. And this is the bottom of the page. First, it's that lumber factor. Yes. Right? And in this example, we're using 35,000. Right. Right? Could change, right? Mm -hmm, Depending mm -hmm, on the house and mm -hmm. the customers, uh, what the customer selected. We're saying that there's this threshold, and in this example, we're using, and in all examples, we're using a percentage of that lumber factor, and we're saying if the price goes up or down mm -hmm. within that threshold, we're not going to adjust the price, right? Right. So we're potentially eating more. Or we're getting a little bit of a dividend on if, if the price goes down. So mm -hmm. the, the threshold is 10%. Right. So if you had a $35,000 lumber factor and a threshold of 30 of, of 10%, yep. the price, the, the, the actual price in mm -hmm. terms of adjustment would have to increase or decrease beyond $3,500. Right. Right? Right. So in our example, we use, we call it initial index time point A. Remember, yeah. that's that initial index. And in this example, we're using 959. That's a yeah. real number based on our current prices. Mm -hmm. And again, it's an average 
prior four week, prior mm-hmm. four week average. Mm-hmm. We used again something in the future, just as an example. We used a final index, and when we say final, means when we're digging, excavating the foundation. Right. That's when we're measuring the index one more time. Right. 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 And then this is it. Right. So the final index we used was hypothetical one thousand one hundred and three dollars. Right. Right. Okay. So that was the prior four week average from when we started excavation. Gotcha. So if we started excavation on week 40, mm-hmm. we would take week 39, 38, 37, 36, and that would be the prior four-week yep. average. Yep, yep, Okay? Um, and in that example, or in this example, that change was yes. 15%. Yes. Right? 15% is greater than 10%. Therefore, the price adjustment would be... 35,000 times 15%, or in this case, $5,250. Right. So when we go to excavate the house, we look at the difference, the change, percent change in the indices, multiply it times the lumber factor. Mm -hmm. If it's within a threshold, no change to the price at all. If Mm -hmm. it's below or above, then we are going to either decrease or increase the Mm -hmm. price. And that's it. There's no right. more changing. And the only change would be based on this. Right. So once this factor, happens, then this part of is the done. is off the table. It's off the table. Yeah. It's off so the now table. using your example, if there is a 15 percent increase, is the is the customer paying that whole entire 15 yes, percent? OK. Right. So uh, we're going to. Yeah, we just did it very simply. Yeah. Right. Ten percent. Ten percent threshold yeah no change got if it. it's higher or if it's lower we're going to change based on got it that factor okay okay makes so. sense so if if uh so anyone listening if you're confused don't feel bad well i think <laughs> well, we have it up on the screen yeah and, we have it up on the screen um, and if and if you're if you're Going through the process with us, uh, set up a time to uh, get on the phone with me and I can uh, chat with you about it some more. Uh, but we wanted to record this so you can go back and listen to it and see the charts and, and hear it as many times. Well, uh, and John, as you want. I'd like to say something else. Yeah. You know, we're trying to bring a little bit more sophistication to how we operate our business right. and transparency. Uh, you and I both know from just the builder community, some builders are saying, we'll lock in your price when we start construction. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah. I mean, so that's not fair to the customer, in my opinion. Right. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to take a, a more uh, a more uh, sophisticated. sophisticated approach, yeah. knowing that right now the lumber market is completely yeah. wacky. Well, so let me just jump in on that a second. You know, so I'm in a unique seat where I get to talk to a lot of people who are in the process of uh, buying a home, a to-be-built home, and 90% of them are talking to more builders than just us. And, uh, you know, the feedback I'm getting from them is that there are quite a few builders that are saying, hey, we reserve the right to raise your price if our if our lumber prices go up. And I'm asking, well, how, how are they how much are they going to raise it? And if the lumber prices go down, are they going to lower it? Well, I'm not they're not telling me that. So our system and our approach is real. It's based on real data. It protects the customer if the prices go down and it protects the builder if the prices go up. 
Um, right. Cannot think of a more fair way uh, to do it. So. Anyway, we're going to take another quick break. We're going to be back with Michael in just a minute. And then we're going to talk about some of the good news um, about sure. uh, the current uh, market conditions. We'll be right back. Great. All right. We are back with Michael Schnitzer, president of Stanley Martin Custom Homes. So thank you for all that great information. We appreciate that, Michael. Sure. I hope it was as clear as clear water and not as clear as mud. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good news is folks can go back and uh, listen to that second uh, segment again if they uh, if they want uh to, to chew on it some more, but I thought sure. it was it was explained very well. So so going forward at Stanley Martin Custom Homes, I, I think um, um, we've got a great system in place to protect our buyers, to protect the builder. Uh, but what happens when folks uh, sign a contingent contract and they just really take their time going through the process? Right. So as uh, any builder would have in their contract, uh, there has to be a time limit to the price, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't sign a contract in 2010 and expect the same price in 2014. I'm right. just picking, right? Yep. So there is a point at which the builder has the right mm -hmm. to increase price, just cost of sales go up. Just mm -hmm. forget the pandemic, just the cost of sales go up, right? Right. We have, uh, I can't think of one example since 1998 where we have ever raised the price and we've had customers in contingency for a very long time. Right. And we've had customers who have removed their contingency. So now we're starting preparing right. the plans yep. and it has taken them a very, 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 very long time. More I than mean, a year. Huh. I mean, we have we more have than two years. Yeah, we, we have we have customers in the process right now that have removed contingencies back in well eight months or ten months or yeah. twelve months. I mean, so yeah. you know the 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 great news about a no pressure situation is we you know we don't want people to be pressured. We right. want people to take their time. Yeah. Um, but there is this time element that. You know, in, in this case, it was the pandemic that yeah. reared its ugly head, so to yeah. speak. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So, so um, the good news is, let's talk about some of the good news. Sure. Here. So, uh, we still have a great no pressure sales policy. We've got a great program. We're building houses every day. We're not having. Uh, uh, any challenges getting materials. It is taking longer and we are having to work harder. Uh, so you may consider it a challenge. I'm happy that we have yeah. the materials to build. Um, well, we got homes. a team of people it, to it, manage it, it. Exactly. Yeah. Great organization. And uh, so, and home values are going up. So the, the, the cost of construction is going up, but so is the value of the home that you're building. And I think that is an area where uh, it makes this whole situation a little less painful. Correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, John, you know better than I what is going on with home value. Certainly, the closer in towards D.C., the more pressure, the more home values are increasing. Mm -hmm. um, but it is a crazy time, and people's equity is are, are just going through the roof. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great thing. It, it's certainly painful that uh, uh, that there's a potential that the price would go up based right. on the lumber market, mm -hmm. but also the cost of money 
mm-hmm. is very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mm-hmm. downplaying the the, the current um, uh, situation with the pandemic right. and the home surge, but certainly it's you know we still think it's a win mm-hmm. obviously it doesn't matter what we think it's right. our customer that has to do the analysis yeah and decide if it makes sense for them yeah i mean based on the uh market activity that we're seeing right now it sure seems like there are lots and lots of people out there that that feel the 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 costs are going to continue to go up and the value is going to continue to go up and they're rushing to get in to get their their home built as quickly as possible so they can take advantage of the scenario that exists today you yeah. know by and you know John it's interestingly I'm 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 looking at various reports uh, through uh, through the industry where you would expect home building to be looking and saying okay what does this look like after the pandemic Mm -hmm. and how companies are uh, looking at their uh, their uh, uh, whether or not people need to be in the office Mm -hmm. or at home Mm -hmm. and and, uh, what I'm seeing is uh, at least based on current data is there is a very very large percentage of of companies Mm-hmm. that are certainly going to do a uh, part-time in the office, mm-hmm. part-time home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, you know, it depends on the industry and whatever. Right. Um, I can say from from uh, Stanley Martin Customs perspective, right, I have a great employee who lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. I have a great employee who lives in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. We do everything through Teams, mm-hmm. and uh, everything's on the cloud, so we right. can manage everything, Yep. right? There's no reason. It's, it's so odd that this paradigm shift has really taken root on how people are, are working. Yeah. Today's. I mean, it's, it's interesting on your team. So I have a great employee who lives in Richmond and uh, I have a, a great employee who lives in California and I have a great employee who lives in uh, Florida and uh, one who lives out in uh, Mount Jackson, Virginia. So our whole team is spread all over the place. And, right. you know, we're doing uh, everything uh, remotely. We, we, we were doing a lot of things remotely before. Uh, you know, I think our, our California uh, Anne has been uh, with me for, I, I mean, on, on and off for 15, 15 years. years. I yeah. mean, she's been with us for a long time. And uh, when she initially moved to California, the cloud hadn't really evolved. But she came back uh, a few years ago and uh, we, we had our system down and it just pushed us all into that remote space that we already had created, which was fine. It, it really, if you think back, and I think we talked about this on an earlier episode, when the pandemic first hit, we flipped a switch and we were able to, um, we were able to uh, just continue working from, from day one. But yeah. uh, it is kind of interesting because look at how much more efficient our customers' time is and our time yes. is really, yeah. right? Where customers used to drive out to our office, we just don't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, n- not paradigm. only that, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's amazing how you can share your screen and design the plan while the customers are watching. Right. Where before couldn't do that. Yeah. Before you would, we would meet with the customer. I in would the take some room, notes and sketch things and off on the side. And then you would sit at the end of the table and I would tell stupid jokes for 20 minutes yeah. while you came up with a sketch and then you would present the sketch and then you would get their yeah. feedback. This is so much now, better. Now yeah. it's all in real time. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like you're drawing a change to a closet and you instantly hear, oh no, no, I don't like that. Or yeah, I love that, right? So 
the the whole process that we're going through now with with the new situation is just so much better for our customer. Our customers don't have to get childcare. They don't have to take 30 minutes driving to the meeting and 30 minutes back. We can pop in. We can get it done. It's really um, amazing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's great. So so that's some of the good news from from the pandemic. So I think I think in closing, I would say we're going through a difficult time. I think you and I have had hours and hours and hours of offline conversations about how uh, difficult this whole situation is for everybody. It's it's, it's extremely difficult for our customers yes. that got hit with this start. And I know you and I have both lost a lot of sleep uh, over this. It's also difficult for you and me, albeit not nearly as difficult as it is for our customers. And it's difficult on our team, right? There's a lot of frustration in general uh, because of, of this situation. I think we're all working through it and we, we have a really great path forward. I think we've communicated as best we could to everybody who's in our process now about what's going on. And there's lots and lots of good news behind uh, what's happening in the world, right? The process of buying is easier. The process of designing um, is easier. And uh, you're still dealing with a great company, Stanley Martin and Stanley Martin Custom Homes, and it's, and it's largesse. And, and uh, the security of knowing that your home will get built uh, with quality when you build with a company like Stanley Martin Custom Homes. Absolutely, John. Yep. It's a yep. pleasure uh, talking about this, and hopefully uh, people take away some good things from, good from deal. the segments. Thanks for coming in and having this uh, conversation with us, Michael. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks. John. Yep. Bye.